I'm Ray Young, Young Farms in Cypress, Texas. You're listening to the latest news in Texas agriculture on Texas Ag Today. Welcome to Texas Ag Today, a daily look at the latest news in Texas agriculture. Texas Ag Today is produced by the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network with the largest farm news team in the Lone Star State. Now here's the host of Texas Ag Today, Carrie Martin. Hello, Texas. Thanks so much for taking time to join us for another edition of Texas Ag Today. All you've got to do is jump on in with me and buckle up. We're going to take a ride around the Lone Star State as we cover the most important industry in this greatest state in the nation, Texas agriculture. In the news today, there is a lot of uncertainty in Texas agriculture going into 2023. Is the drought finally over? Can we rebuild cow herds? Yeah, there are a lot of questions heading into the new year. We'll have more on that coming up to kick off today's show. My name is Kerry Martin. I'm your host, along with the largest and most experienced farm news team in the Lone Star State. And we're all standing by to bring you the latest news in Texas agriculture. From the piney woods of East Texas to the rocky ranges of the Trans-Pecos. And from the Panhandle down to the Rio Grande Valley. We're heading into a critical time for our Texas High Plains ranches. I'm James Hunt and coming up on Texas Ag Today, we'll get some thoughts from a local expert on preparing for calving season. Improving soil health and water quality in cotton fields and other row crops. I'm Tom Nicoletti and I'll have a report on how farmers can be less dependent on synthetic nutrients in their soil. That's coming up on Texas Ag Today. Well, winter conditions have finally made it to the coastal bend as it did the entire state of Texas. This is Harvey Buring reporting from the Corpus Christi area. We'll have those stories plus Texas wildlife news and a complete look at the markets all coming up. Cattle prices are finishing the year strong and all indicators point to an even stronger cattle market next year. That should encourage many Texas cattle producers to start rebuilding their herds after the massive destocking that happened this past summer. Warren Cude is a cattle and sheep producer in the Fort Stockton area of southwest Texas. He had to do some serious destocking on his cattle herd this year. Uh, cattle, we went down 50%. Since we've started getting some rain, we're looking at retaining all our heifers this year. Sheep, we kind of maintained our same numbers. We're just hoping that with this fall rain that uh, we're going to get some winter weeds growing. Just pray that we have a great uh, spring. Cood says the rebuilding process will come with a lot of uncertainty. Everyone out in West Texas really doesn't know what to do with the prices of feed and the uh, downfall of commodities. It's really spiking prices. So uh, a lot of the cattle herds have been reduced by about 50%. The inventories, uh, sheep and goats are still holding pretty steady, but we're hoping that uh, with the, the marsher we have been blessed with, that we'll be able to go into spring, start retaining some of the younger calves and heifers and start rebuilding numbers back. Coot normally runs around 400 cows, but that's been cut back to 200. He also runs 2,500 to 3,000 sheep. And the uncertainty for next year isn't just for cattle and sheep producers. Texas rice growers are also facing a lot of obstacles heading into the next crop. 
irrigation water from the Colorado River was cut off back in July due to the drought, and it looks like there will be none available for a spring rice crop. Tim Gertson grows rice in Wharton County, and he plans to make a massive cut in his rice acreage in the spring. So for me personally, I've got some, uh, some, some fields that are on groundwater. So I'll be dropping from what was this year in 22, about 1,600 acres to about 400 acres next year. So yeah, you're looking at about a, a quarter of the acres for me. That will take a big cut out of Gertson's income next year. But he's also concerned about the rice infrastructure in southeast Texas. Our rice dryers and storage facilities are chemical companies who are relying on volume purchases and me bringing them volume of grain to process, and that's just not going to be there. And there's no safety net for those guys. That's just So they're the ones who really struggle the most in times like that. And it's unfortunate because... We have to be able to keep that infrastructure year over year to maintain the rice acres that we have in the state. Gertson says he doesn't have any other crops to fall back on as his acreage is 100% in rice. Spring calving season is just around the corner. James Hunt looks at some things to think about when getting ready for those calves to hit the ground. We're about to begin a new year and it won't be long before calving season is underway in the Texas High Plains. Some operations will see calves as early as February. As things move forward, Dr. Jennifer Kojal of the Texas Tech Vet School offers this reminder. Proper nutrition for the mama cow is important. We don't want to excessively feed her through late gestation, and we don't want to underfeed her. So just looking at that right plane of nutrition to get her through calving season so she has enough energy to one calve and two, really be producing that colostrum that she needs to. That first milk is super important for our calves. Cows that haven't had the correct nutrition, they may not have as quality colostrum. During this critical time, Dr. Kojal urges ranchers to work with nutritionists and extension agents and keep an eye on mama cow's condition. Body condition score is going to be something that we really want to focus in on. It's something that we can see day in and day out. So we really want those cows of body condition five and a half, six is where I really like them going into calving. Maybe just not a tick shy of five and a half is really as low as we want to go because they're really, you think those cows, once they calve and they're really starting to put that energy into producing milk and raising that calf, they're going to drop a body condition. And going through this kind of February, March, even our early April and the panhandle, cows body condition score four and lower, they're really going to have a tough time until that spring grass hits. So really making sure our nutrition's on point and going from there. Dr. Jennifer Kojal is an associate professor of food animal medicine and surgery at the Texas Tech University School of Veterinary Medicine in Amarillo. I'm James Hunt on the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. With input costs soaring, there are new products on the market that may help farmers cut back on fertilizer use. Tom Nicoletti takes a look at one of those products. My guest today is Zach Carlson. He is agronomy manager with Sound Agriculture. And Zach, tell our listeners a little bit about what uh, Sound Agriculture does to provide crop farmers across Texas and the nation. Yeah, so Sound Agriculture is really based on trying to create a more resilient food sources and, and kind of feed stuffs across the United States and really uh, reduce the dependency on a lot of the thetic nutrients that are out there. We have a product called Source, which is a chemistry, it's a biochemistry that activates the 
the natural soil microbes in the soil to start fixing those nitrogen, fixing the nitrogen out of the atmosphere and also liberating the phosphorus that's tied up based upon soil characteristics. Now you folks uh, work across uh, a wide array of crops, right? Absolutely. So we started in corn, we expanded into soybeans, and, and brand new this year for 2023, uh, we're expanding into cotton, alfalfa, grass hay, and wheat. So we're super excited about getting into those crops and we've done a lot of research on them. Cotton, especially for the Texas market, is absolutely massive and uh, we're fixing to get into a, a very nice kind of position. Both affect total yields as a tonnage and also the lint quality. Rising fertilizer costs have uh, really hit farmers everywhere uh, this year. Uh, how can you uh, hope to uh, alleviate that issue? So if we can uh, both go after soil health with not putting as much synthetics out there and also reduce the, uh, the, the inputs that are needed from the bank account by applying source and get a three times you know, benefit on the top side, then that's, I think that's a tool that uh, the growers need to start looking at, especially uh, right now in these, like you said, high nitrogen, high input sides. That is Zach Carlson with Sound Agriculture. I'm Tom Nicoletti with the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. The Coastal Bend finally got a taste of winter conditions last week. Harvey Buring has an update from Corpus Christi. Well, December ended in a cooler than normal note here in the Coastal Bend area of South Texas, as it did throughout our state. But fortunately for Coastal Bend livestock producers, the first three weeks of the month of December were well above normal in the temperature department, and it did have a little moisture and that provided for a flush of green growth in the pastures, particularly the warm season pasture grasses, really got a boost this late in the year. And that allowed those pastures to recover from months of drought conditions. And it did a great deal to improve body condition on our cattle before those harsh winter conditions arrived here before the end of the year. Now that we've had our first killing temperatures. Our pastures are going to be turning from green to brown, and fortunately, our standing forage is going to be above quality, and that should reduce the amount of supplemental feeding that most of our producers have to do, at least for a few weeks. As we approach 2023, that means that junior livestock show time taking place here in the Coastal Bend area, kicking off with the 88th annual Oasis County Junior Livestock Show. That'll take place beginning with the horse show on the first weekend of the month and continue on through the 21st of January when the Blue Ribbon Auction Sale is conducted for those young people that have exhibited meat animals and have earned a Blue Ribbon in the show. So a lot of activities taking place here in January, as we wind down our 2022 year here and bring it to a close on a cold note. Reporting for Texas Ag Today from the Coastal Bend area, this has been Harvey Buring. The new year is on the horizon, and so is a new season for the Toyota Sharelunker program. I'm Jessica Domel, and I'll have more coming up on Texas Ag Today. And there's a new treatment for a heart murmur in dogs. Texas veterinarian Dr. Bob Judd has more on that coming up next, right here on Texas Ag Today.
Texas Farm Bureau has served farm families in rural Texas for nearly 90 years. We're pleased to offer new affordable health care coverage choices for all Texans through Texas Farm Bureau Health Plans. You do not need to be a member to inquire and apply. Plans are available anytime. There is no open enrollment period. Our United Healthcare Choice Plus network of providers is one of the largest available. For more information about the different plans, how to apply, or to get a quote for you, your family, or your small business, visit tfbhealth.com. We're keeping you informed on everything happening in Texas agriculture on Texas Ag Today. There is a new treatment for heart murmurs in dogs. Dr. Bob Judd takes a look at the procedure. A degeneration of the mitral valve causes a murmur and can lead to congestive heart failure, which is extremely common in older small breed dogs. The mitral valve degenerates and causes a leak, which allows blood to flow from the ventricle back into the atrium, which is actually backward. This causes the left atrium to dilate over time, and the heart becomes a less effective pump, sometimes leading to fluid buildup in the lungs. This leads to coughing and labored breathing, which is usually the first signs of left-sided heart failure. Congestive heart failure can be treated with medication to help the heart pump better and decrease fluid in the lungs, but this does not solve the problem. Heart failure is progressive in most cases and can lead to the inability of the dog to breathe. Until recently, there was no method of actually repairing the valve, but now a recent paper in the AVMA Journal indicates a few veterinary referral centers are actually doing this procedure. To determine the quality of life after the procedure, 54 dogs that survived the surgery in England were included in the survey. Results indicated that there was a significant increase in quality of life of the dogs after the surgery and this increased up to three months post-op. Also, the quality of life did not decrease after three months, indicating the surgery helped these dogs long-term. The dogs showed significant improvements in breathing and coughing, and after six months, exercise intolerance decreased. This is a very specialized procedure performed at some referral centers. But if you have a small breed dog with left-side congestive heart failure, surgical repair of the mitral valve is an option. I'm veterinarian Dr. Bob Judd. This is the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. The new year is almost here, and so is a new season for the Toyota ShareLunker program. Jessica Domo has more in today's Wildlife Report. The start of a new year in just a few days also means the start of a new season for the Toyota ShareLunker program. Each year, the program works with Texas anglers to create bigger, better bass for Texas lakes. From January 1st through the end of March, anglers who catch a largemouth bass weighing 13 pounds or more can loan their lunker to the program to be selectively bred at the Texas Freshwater Fishery Center in Athens. The spawn from those lunkers are then put back into Texas lakes for future generations to catch. Anglers who catch a 13-pound lunker and loan it to the program will earn legacy class status. They'll receive a catch kit filled with merchandise, VIP access to the Toyota to share Lunker annual awards and a high-quality replica mount of their Lunker from Lake Fork Taxidermy. They'll also be entered into two separate drawings. Both are for a $5,000 Bass Pro Shop shopping spree and an annual Texas Fresh and Saltwater Fishing License. There is a new procedure in effect for this season. According to the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department, lunkers weighing more than 13 pounds no longer need to be weighed on a certified scale for entry. 
But anglers must include a photo of their lunker on a digital scale in order to qualify for legend class status. Anglers who reel in the 13-pounders aren't the only ones who can contribute to the goal of creating bigger, better bass in Texas. Anyone who catches a largemouth bass weighing 8 pounds or more can submit catch and genetic data from their fish to the program via the ShareLunker app or website. Additional details are available at TexasShareLunker.com. For the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network, I'm Jessica Domal. The cattle market closed higher on Thursday, but the wheat market dropped lower. We'll take a look at all of Thursday's livestock, cotton, grain, energy, and financial markets coming up next. Keep it right here on Texas Ag Today. In Texas, there's pea-size hail and baseball-size hail. Guess which one hit our house? We didn't even know where to begin, but we called our Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent, and he was so reassuring. He knew exactly what to do to get our house back into shape and our lives back to normal. Now, we're even more thankful for the roof over our heads. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to insure your home for Texas-size weather. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. We're giving you the market information you need on Texas Ag Today. The cattle market closed higher on Thursday, both live and feeder cattle moving higher, with December live cattle up a dollar five, one fifty-eight fifty. February up a dollar five at one fifty-eight eighty-five. April live cattle up sixty-seven cents, one sixty-two forty-five. January feeder cattle up thirty-two cents, eighty-three eighty. March feeders up 57 cents, 186.77. April up 65 at 190.15. Cash fed kettle market still quiet. We do have bids offered at 154 here in Texas. However, the feedlots are asking 158 and better. Boxed beef prices mixed on Thursday. Choice was down 34 cents, 279.07. Select up 230 at 249.58. Now let's check the auction barns. We're walking the pens with Larry Marble. Benny Cox from Producers in Cargill is my guest. No sales this week, Benny, but what are they going to be like next week? Sheep and goats Tuesday, cattle Thursday. Yeah, I was out in the pasture feeding a bunch of heifers yesterday, and, and there's a lot of sheep and goat deer feed, and it's getting big enough that those cattle can, can get a hold of some of it. I think people are going to back off and watch things do some better. I think we're going to be light numbers after the first of the year. I think these sheep and, and goats, the numbers are going to be a good deal lighter. I would guess the cattle much the same. The You know, the market, as we talked Wednesday morning, the market was a whole lot better this uh, this last sale and that was contrary to what we've seen in years past a crazy big advance for the last seven eight plus years uh and we didn't get it until that last week i think the market's going to continue to be good and i think the the smaller the numbers the better and i think a lot of those a lot of those sheep from up north uh, that a bunch of these guys were using down here. Most of that's probably stopped now. Most of those have found a place mm-hmm. uh, for those those sheep. They, a lot of them don't have the ability to hold those uh, lambs unless they put them in a feed facility. And generally, when they get them, when they put them in a feed facility, that's where they stay until they get, you know, get fat enough to send one of those, you know, traditional uh, lamb slaughter plan. Tell everybody how to get a hold of you, Benny Cox. Well, they can call me on my mobile. It's 325-234-427. 
The office, you could call that at 653-3371, same area code. Or you can always look at the web with just producersandcargyle.com. Of course, that's Benny Cox from Producers and Cargyle San Angelo. He and Jody Fry handle the sheep and goat and cattle sales. Neighbor, that's our livestock auction market report. We'll see you next time right here as we walk the pens. I'm Larry Marble for Texas Ag Today. Thanks, Larry. Back over to the futures market now where lean hogs finished lower on Thursday. February hogs dropped 212, 8867. April hogs down 87 at 9570. Class 3 milk was mixed. December milk down 3 cents, 2048 100 weight, while January milk was up 13. 1974 100. The cotton market closed lower. Traders squaring up positions here at the end of the month, heading into the new year. Also waiting on Friday's export sales report. Those export sales reports have not looked good over the last couple of weeks, with China canceling large amounts of previously committed purchases. March cotton dropped 62 points to close at 8264. May cotton down 57, 82.73, with new crop December down 82 points at 80.24 cents. The corn market closed mixed. Old crop was lower, new crop higher. March corn down three and a quarter, 6.79 and a half. New crop September up a penny, 6.29 and three quarters. The wheat market finished lower, pressured by big areas of moderate to heavy precipitation in the 10-day forecast for the western U.S., March Kansas City wheat dropped 15 and three quarters, 866 and a half. New crop July down 14 and a half at 855 and a half. Same thing in the soft wheat market. March Chicago wheat down 11 and a half at 774 a bushel. In the energy markets, February natural gas down nine cents at 459. February West Texas crude down 57, 7839 a barrel. The financial markets were higher Thursday afternoon. The Dow up 349 points at 33,225. The Nasdaq up 274, 10,487. The S&P up 68 points at 3,851. That wraps up our look at the markets, and that wraps up this edition of Texas Ag Today. I'm Kerry Martin. Hope to see you back here next time as we cover the most important industry in this greatest state in the U.S. of A., Texas Agriculture. Thanks for listening to Texas Ag Today. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. For more Texas Ag news and information, check out our website at texasfarmbureau.org or tfbradio.com. Texas Ag Today is a production of the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network.